Broadcasting live to the world now, it's Sheila Zelensky. This is a very sinister Luciferian eugenics plan. These spineless weasels preach what people want to hear. They replace repentance with dreams of the good life. Dying daily, taking up your cross, suffering and sacrificing have been superseded with name it and claim it. Sheila Zelensky. Hi, everyone, and thank you so much for tuning into the Sheila Zelensky Show. I hope that you are subscribed to our e-newsletter. I also hope that you are subscribed to our new YouTube channel. Yeah, we're trying a third channel. If you can believe that, all the information is linked there in the description below. But make sure that you are subscribed to my main podcast at Podomatic because we know that uh, even right now, they've taken down two of my videos on YouTube. I've only had it up for a month. And so far, it's not looking great. (laughs) Will we last on YouTube? I'm trying to be very careful, folks. So let's see how that works out. But as a backup, please make sure that you are following me on Rumble and Podcast. And please, a lot of people are eating the meat of my program, folks, and they are not sowing into the ministry. And folks, I really think God is trying to deal with people that are doing that. This is a ministry worth supporting, and I'm asking you to get behind it and support. Listen, what does Luke say? Given it shall be given unto you, pressed down, shaken together, good measure, running over. This is really important, folks, to be sowing into where you're getting fed. And this is a very important ministry in these last days. And I hope that you are supporting financially this ministry. You can go over there to SheilaZelinski.com and go to the giving tab or very simply the donate page over there at SheilaZelinski.com. Thank you, my faithful supporters. And just know that we pray for you every week. Well, listen, I have a very exciting guest and he has not been on in a long time. He is very overdue, and I'm so excited to have him back on the program. He is one of my favorites. He's been a good friend of the program for over a decade. The Apostle Augusto Perez is back on the program. Augusto, welcome back to the program. It is so good to have you back on, sir. Hey, Sheila, good to be with you. It has been a while. It has been a while, and a lot of things have happened since the last time I was with you. Boy, oh boy, every day seems to get weirder, you know, further blurring the line between. Um, funny thing, one year ago, I wrote the book Technogeddon, and I really get into a lot of the genetic, you know, gene splicing, genetic editing, the MNRA Vax tech through these jabs. You have a lot of stuff coming out with Pfizer. You have incredible things happening, even with the financial system, Augusto. The Dow dropped like 750 points as red-hot inflation blows past expectations. Like Wall Street's veering sharply into the red just on Friday here. We saw so many things are sort of, all the reactor rods are really going off at the same time right now, aren't they, Augusto? Well, yes, it is. It, it seems as if almost as if the, um, the powers of darkness are on a rampage. It's incredible the things that I have seen this last uh, few weeks alone. Uh, I could tell you uh, stories after stories of things that I personally have experienced. Most recently, I was on a trip to Miami, Florida to see my brother. He was just diagnosed with cancer of the spleen. And so 
I decided to take a trip there. And I was going to minister to him. I was going to pray for him. And I was going to also minister at a church down there. Long story short, right before, right before I left, two two days before I left, it seems like uh, (laughs) uh, all kinds of things started happening around me. My wife was was very, very sick. You know, she was taken to the hospital, high blood pressure, 178 or 180 something over over uh, 112. It got to a point that she had 112, the, uh, you know, the low one. She had almost a vein ruptured in her left eye. I mean, really, really a serious situation. Uh, she never has been uh, diagnosed with high blood pressure. So that happened. We took care of it, you know. Two days later, she was feeling better, so I went on the trip. On the trip to Miami, Florida, I checked the tires, all tires on my cars. I checked them. They were brand new or almost new, a few months old. Made sure they were properly inflated, everything fine. On the road there, once I passed Orlando, I noticed my car started shaking. So I said, wait a minute. Uh, You know, I knew what that was. It had to be a tire, but... I started saying, well, maybe it's the road. Maybe maybe it's the road that is, you know, is there a lot of construction going on. So anyway, long story short, I just continued. And I said, this probably will go away. Well, it did not go away. It got worse to the point where it was shaking so much that I, I could barely go more than 45 miles an hour. So I managed to get to the next station there on the turnpike. And I stopped there and I, and I asked the guy that was standing there, I said, please, could you do me a favor? Check the tires as I, you know, move slowly. There is a tire and I don't know which one it is. Could you please check? He checked and he says, sir, is your rear left tire? It's about ready to explode. You got a, you got a big bubble in it. I said, how can that be? It is brand new. And he said, yeah, it's new, but it's about ready to explode. And so anyway, I managed to bring the car to a, to a place where I could change the tire. Well, it was very hot, Sheila, very hot. My back was killing me. I was very tired. And when I tried to do the, uh, you know, change the tire, I just was, I, ju- I just said, there's no way I'm going to be able to do this. So I saw two guys, two uh, Spanish looking guys. They had tattoos all over their arms and neck and back and everywhere. And I said, well, they could as well be members of Zeta, but at this point, I don't care. The Lord is going to protect me. So I went over to them. I said, listen, I need, I need your help. I need the, you know, my tire changed. I can't do it. If you would help me, I'll pay you. And so one guy looks to another and says in Spanish, le hacemos el favor, you know, shall we do him a favor? And the other guys, you know, nodded. And so they did it. They came and did my tire. Anyway, long story short, I put the little tire that you're supposed to go only like 30, 40 miles on, the little rubber tire. But I had to travel like 150 miles. It was Saturday, 6 p.m. Everything was closed. I said, Lord, if you don't help me with this, I, I won't make it. So I was praying. I posted angels around me, and they carried me through to my destination without any more problems, Sheila. And I'm telling you, once I got there, it's a praise report because for every move that the enemy makes, the Lord seems to have a counter move. He always makes a counter move. And uh, so the guys were there. Those two guys were there to help me. The Lord made it. So, you know, that the tire wouldn't explode. It could have exploded. That little tire was not supposed to take me 150 miles. It did. And once I got there, I was able to pray for my brother and pray for his wife. Now, listen to this one. Just a few days before I got there, okay, when I told him I was coming, his wife, okay, my sister-in-law, 
She also was involved in an accident on the concrete. She almost broke her face. And then when I got there, she said, she was telling me how it happened. She said, I felt like someone pushed me down. I said, what? She said, yeah, I felt that I was walking and someone pushed me. Well, it turned out, Sheila, after I prayed for for her and I was praying for her, I asked her a few questions. She was involved in the occult many years ago when she was a young uh, person. And um, she had had an experience with this demonic entity before. And this demonic entity had told her in Spanish, I'm going to knock you down and had done this apparently before. And now he did it again because he knew I was coming. And so when I prayed for her, I, I said, well, we got to we got to take care of this. You got to close all the doors. You're apparently. So I started praying for her. I anointed her with oil. And when I prayed for her, she started like shaking a little bit, like she shuddered, you know, her head and her body twice. She did that twice. And I knew that there was things coming out of her. Anyway, I pray for my brother too. I anointed him with oil. And my brother, to me, it is a miracle. People that are listening, they don't know. But my brother is a stout Catholic. He doesn't believe in anything. You know, he's, he's a follower of the Catholic Church. And so, so to me, this was a huge miracle, a huge breakthrough that he would even allow me to pray for him and for her. And he asked me to pray for her. She said, would you please pray for her? So that was a miracle right there. So I anointed him with oil. I prayed for him. I plead the blood of Jesus. I, I, I told him about the power of the blood of Jesus. They had to claim the blood of Jesus. They didn't disagree. They were, they were accepting it. So that was a huge praise report, a wonderful breakthrough. This is why the enemy was fighting so hard. And then in the services, I mean, Sheila, Children were, the place where I was staying there, when I was, uh, the house I was staying with, they have a school at home there with young kids, uh, like high school kids. These kids are sent there because the parents uh, can't have them in, in the normal public schools. They won't have them. That's how bad these kids are. So the person there, the couple there told me to please pray for them. Well, I prayed for them. I prayed for all three kids. And the Lord gave us a breakthrough for the, the three kids. The three kids were just, I mean, they were ecstatic. They, were, they just felt great. And, uh, and then in the church, in the Sunday service, I was ministering. And I was preaching a message. The Lord changed the message completely. And I started talking about hurts and pains and uh, things that people had gone through that had, a lot, that had brought uh, roots of bitterness in their, in their lives and that they were in depression, and they were, I mean, all kinds of bondages. And all of a sudden, when I'm praying, when I'm talking about that, from the back of the church, I hear this woman just let out a scream. I mean, just a screeching scream, like a loud scream. And I knew that was a demon coming out of her. Nobody in the church knew what that was, but I knew what that was. I have heard it before. And then when I pray for the people at the altars, I mean, it was incredible. We had just incredible breakthrough. People were just being set free. People were just being healed. People were just getting all these bondages, breaking all these bondages and all these uh, things that were on them. So all in all, long story short, it was a a great victory. And now I, I realize why the enemy was so intent on stopping me from going there. But I have never seen, Sheila, in my almost 40 years of ministry, I have never, ever seen this level 
of resistance that I have seen now, ever. I have never seen anything like this. There is a, um, it's almost like this, this demonic uh, powers, the powers of darkness are like very aggressive, like they're in a frenzy. They're very aggressive. You know, I have always dealt with this kind of thing. Always. I know. I know how to deal with it. But I have never seen anything like this. And I believe this is uh, happening because they realize that there are certain things happening in the kingdom of God that are going to uh, bring us, okay, are going to catapult us into the, into, into the very end of things. Uh, there's going to be a D-Day for the Lord, for the kingdom of God. They know that. There's going to be a day of the manifestation of the sons of God. They know that. And they are just, uh, they, be, they want to get this thing done as quickly as possible. They want to get their, um, you know, their agenda, their new world order done. And they are fighting tooth and nail. Anyone that uh, comes against them. And that's basically what we do. Uh, we have a prayer ministry and a deliverance ministry. And uh, that is what we do. So he is definitely focused on uh, our group and on me and everything I do. If I if I take a step out of my home, I you know I plead the blood of Jesus around my place every day. So my place is pretty protected. But once I set foot outside this place, it seems like uh, the hordes of hell just are loosed to come and try to you know harm me. And so uh, my my recommendation to the people listening out there is: if you are in the trench, if you are fighting, you have to. You have to uh, be guarded. You have to pray every day. You have to plead the blood of Jesus every day over yourself, your family, your home, your property. Plead the blood of Jesus around your property. Make sure your property is protected. Make sure your loved ones are protected. And uh, even your animals, if you got animals, everything got to be, you have to pray over it. Because we are in that time at this moment where the battle, and if you think that you can just go by business as usual as you used to before, this is not the same. We are in new territory. And so I wanted to share that. I also have a couple of experiences that uh, and things that happened that I would like to share with you, but I wanted to share that first, Sheila. There's just such a disconnect with a lot of God's people, especially with a church that has mostly been shut down for the last three years during this scamdemic and we live in the a day of all these prophets of Baal and every minute it's about oh revival 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 God is fixing to do this and do that God's always on the verge of doing something but it's never you know it just reels people in but there's never any real talk about the fact that we straight up wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and rulers of the darkness of this world and spiritual wickedness in the high places. Christians really, really do not understand this. And they certainly don't engage in this, do they? No, 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 no. Because they are basically in another world. They are basically living in the world of a churchianity, right? Which is, you know, you go to church. You hear a sermon, you put on your best clothes, you socialize a little bit, you know, you pay in for your ties or whatever, and you go, you go back home and you forget about it for another week. This is what they consider to be a, a Christian. This is what Christian life is. And that is so far from the truth. That is so far from the truth. And, and so they shake the pastor's hand and 
everything is fine. And that is not fine. It's not okay. And the reason is because they are not prepared spiritually uh, for what is coming. And they're definitely not prepared uh, probably physically or mentally. So it is important for the people to understand this. And, and, and then some Christians prepare physically. They get their food, they get this, they get their stuff, you know, which is fine. And they know what's going on, you know, the bad things that are happening and this and that. They, they, they listen to the news. They, some of them may listen to your programs and um, our programs and other programs, and they know what's going on, but they still fail to prepare themselves spiritually. And I cannot stress this enough. I cannot stress it enough. You, you have to build yourself a prayer closet. That means a place where you go every day and you spend time with God with at least, at least, at least 30 minutes a day. You know, if you can spend an hour, great, praise God. Or if you can spend two hours, you know, three hours, as long as you can. Put some worship music on and just start worshiping him and start praying, talking to him. You have to do this and you have to do this now. And you have to begin to learn to listen to his voice. Listen to his voice. The word of God talks about hearing his voice and, and, and following his commands. How are you going to listen to him and follow what he says if you cannot hear him? So you have to develop a hearing ear. Everybody has a hearing ear. Every child of God that's born again has an ear to hear. But it's, some of them uh, are, some are not activated which is why Jesus, he said in the book of Revelation, he that hath an ear, let him hear. So what he's saying is, all of you may think you have an ear, but you don't. You do not have a spiritual ear. So those of you that have an ear, let him hear. And so we have to develop a hearing ear. This is important. So you start by spending time listening to him, listening to him. Talk to him. I am your sheep. I am your lamb. I want to hear your voice. Talk to me. Okay. Your word says you said that your sheep hear your voice. Talk to me. Talk to me in dreams. Talk to me in visions. I want to hear you. Now, something happened this year. Sheila, and I think this was, I think our last program was last year, I believe. But in February of this year, something happened. Now, back in in 2019, I had an experience where I saw a number. I saw a number in the middle of the night appeared. You know, I, I, I was just, I was just, you know, sleeping. And all of a sudden, I had a vision. I called it a vision of the night. And I saw it was the blackboard. It was like the, the skies of the night that was the blackboard and i saw a number appear slowly appearing and the number that i saw was the number 2 dot 2 2 well when i saw that number i knew it was a date right there and then i knew it was a date and then that number slowly disappeared and another number appeared and the second one was 22 dot 2 and Again, I knew that the second one was related to the first one, and it was a number that was also addressing a date, but also was addressing a scripture, which later on the Lord showed me was a scripture dealing with the end time harvest. Okay. Now, 
once that happened, I knew that in the year 2022, in the month of February, something of great importance was going to happen. And then I, I was talking to a, a, a friend of mine, an intercessor friend of mine. He's one of our lead intercessors in our team. And he told me, he says, Augusto, the, 20, the second number, 22.2, also is a date. It says other countries write the date backwards. And so that is also a date. And then I also confirmed that recently with another friend of mine who is a man of God. And, he, you know, so in the mouth of two or three witnesses, everything is, you know, shall be confirmed. So uh, when that happened, I realized that in the month of February, on the 22nd of February of 2022, something of major importance was going to happen in the world. I said that several times in the radio program. I kept getting people sending me different things, and I, <clears throat> I got um, somebody sent me articles about you know what was going to happen on that date uh, on February 22, 2022, and. Uh, you know, I read them all, and it was very, very interesting things that I read. One of them things was, was talking about Pluto. The planet Pluto was returning. It's, it's called the Pluto Return. It was called the Pluto Returns over America on February 22nd, 2022. And then it says in this article, it was 248 years ago on July 4th, 70, 1776, the last time that had happened. Now, this is incredibly important and symbolic, Sheila. Because I happen to have this particular experience, okay? Guess when I had that experience of the 2.22? July 4th, 2019. July 4th, 2019 is when I had that experience. And then this article, okay, and it's called prepareforchange.net, an article that came out and is posted on our website there. It talks about the fact that it says Pluto returns over the U.S., on February 22, 2022, as it was 248 years ago on July 4th, 1776. And then if you read that article, I'm going to give you the, you know, in a nutshell, what it has to do with this. According to this article, whenever this happens, okay, this affects the nation. It has to do with a, uh, an empires coming up or coming down, empires rising or empires falling. And of course, the first, the the last time it happened, it was on July fourth, seventeen seventy six, and now it it's happened again. Okay, so basically, the message I got from this was this was basically, you know, symbolizing the uh, the tearing down or the falling of an empire in the United States, which began back then on July fourth, seventeen seventy six. But I still knew that this was not everything. There was more. So. Sure enough, when the February 22 arrives, on that day, that's when Russia invaded Ukraine, on that exact day. And there were uh, several articles to that effect. There was an article on the USA Today on the February 22 that is titled, Russia Just Invaded Ukraine. What that could mean for energy prices, global security, and more. There's another article that came out on the, the Greek Reporter, February 22. 2022, Russia invades Ukraine as the U.S. and EU impose sanctions. And so and then on, on, on February 22, 2022, Biden gave a speech. Guess at what time on that day? At 
9.22 p.m., Biden gave a speech and said the U.S. will sanction Russian banks and, uh, you know, blah, 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 you know, after the invasion. So this all was fulfilled, Sheila, to the letter, to the T, on the exact same day that the Lord showed me. And what that is in a nutshell, I said all that to say that we have basically begun, okay? We have basically begun the beginning of the end of what the prophets and the, all the prophets of old and the modern prophets have prophesied that was going to take place. And for people out there that do not believe it, that say, no, we have been through this before, we have heard with this before, listen to me. I wouldn't say things like this lightly. I say, I'm saying this because of this experience that I just shared with you. I didn't make this up. I didn't fabricate this in my mind. Okay? I wasn't even aware of what was going on until it happened. And it happened. A momentous event that the Lord in heaven wanted me to know was going to take place on that specific date. And it happened. And this thing is not over by any means. And there's something else that I, ties into that that I, I want to share with you, but I'll turn it over to you real quick. It is kind of like the reactor rods are all going off. What do you see coming at the end of this year and going into 2023? What's, what is your sense, Augusto, of what's coming and what's important right now? Well, I think that um, what's important right now more than anything, is making sure that uh, you're right with Jesus, making sure that you're ready, making sure that you're living a life that is um, worthy of, of him. You're not living in sin. Make sure you, 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 you clean your act up because where we're heading is a very, very dangerous place if you're not right with him. I had another experience, uh, 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 Sheila, at the end of last year on October 1st. I called it the funeral. It was a vision of the night I was in this place. It was a funeral. I knew it was a funeral. It was someone I knew. I knew the father. And there were people there offering their condolences and family and relatives. And I was sitting there with the, uh, the other people. And, and then I saw a manuscript, right, that was bound up, many documents bound together. They looked very um, ominous, very important. So I knew I was supposed to go and take it. I was supposed to go and take this manuscript and read it. So I got up and went there and I looked at it. And as I took it and looked at it, this man that I have seen many times before in the past in my visions, he came out of nowhere. So he approached me from behind and he asked me, do you know what that is? And without thinking about it instantly, I knew in my spirit the answer to his question. So I answered him right away, and I said, the revelation of Jesus Christ. When I said that, he nodded approvingly as he heard my answer. Then I continued to read the contents of the manuscript. I began to see many of the things that are written in the book of Revelation, but I began to see other things that I had not seen before. As I continued to read the manuscript, I saw something written there in bold, bright letters that caught my attention. And this is what he said. He says, the end time revival and end time events is not going to be like people think. When I read that, I, I, it just blew me away. And I saw a lot of things there 
that it's not what I what I had you know read you know what I'm used to seeing what I what I used to believe. And so after this happened, I saw another another man, and he approached me. And as he came close to me, he came up to me and he hugged me and he kissed me on both sides of my neck. And I when I looked at him in his eyes, his eyes were just <laughs> like full of liquid love. It was just pouring right through to my being. I felt so completely, deeply loved. Never have I experienced anything like this in my life. And so once, when that happened, all of a sudden, I was just taken out of there, and I was in another place. And I was in a place which the only thing I can call it, it would be heaven. And um, I saw people there. I saw people there that I had not seen a long time ago, and I had never met when they were young. Everyone there, Sheila, was in their 20s. They looked very, very beautiful. Everybody looked beautiful. Everybody looked radiant. And everybody was extremely happy, full of joy. And uh, I saw this lady that she was my pastor's wife. She was my pastor, the, the wife of my pastor in Miami, Florida, the one that married me and my wife. And she was there, but she was young in her 20s. I had never met her before. Uh, when she was young. Never. The first time I met her, she must have been in her 60s. So I never met her when she was young. But I saw her and she was young. And, she, you know, I saw her and I knew who she was because there we're going to know each other by the spirit. It doesn't matter if we don't look the same. We're going to recognize each other by the spirit. And I knew who she was and she knew who I was. And so she acknowledged me. She acknowledged seeing me and nodded her head and, you know, uh, greeted me. And then she went about doing what she was doing. And um, I mean, this was one of the most incredible things and experiences I have ever had. And so that's when I I woke from that. I woke I, I woke up and I was just stunned. I was I was just overwhelmed. And so I believe that this is tied into what the Lord showed me the, a few months before, Sheila. What the Lord showed me, what the Lord showed me in July of, the, of last year, in October, that's, this is when I had this other experience. And I believe that the book of Revelation, listen closely, people, the book of Revelation, I saw the scroll there at the funeral, and I, was, I just knew, I was told basically to go pick it up and read it. And when I read it, I knew that it was for it was for me and it was for us. Now this is the time when this book is going to be, you know, taking place in front of us. And 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 what I read there, it's not going to be like people think it is. All of these, uh, you know, uh, doctrines and the theories that people talk about and the prophecy teachers talk about. This is how it's going to happen, and then this is. Listen to me. It's not going to happen like that at all. And I read it there, and I was told there, it's not going to be like people think it is. And people are not prepared for that. And short time after that experience, Sheila, is when the man of God, men and women of God, began to die. People that we have known for many years, many old friends of mine, passed away right after that experience with the funeral. I mean, I lost count how many of them passed away since that time. People that everybody knew. I don't, I'm not going to mention names, but everybody knows what happened a few months ago. How many of these men of God 
went on to be with the Lord. And the Lord was showing me in his way, in his own way, in his own unique way, that there was going to ha- this was going to happen. And he was showing me that they were going to be going to a place of incredible beauty and uh, not to be afraid, and that uh, many more will go there uh, to that place and uh, not to be afraid, and not to be afraid of the things that are going to happen because they must happen, and uh, to just be strong and be brave and continue your race and run your race right, finish strong, finish your your race strong, Uh, no matter what you've been through, no matter the things that you have gone through, no matter the pain and the trouble and the persecution and the things that have been done against you and said against you, do not let it trouble you. Do not let it discourage you. Continue steadfast because it's going to be worth it all once we cross the Jordan over to the other side. Right. That's encouraging. Amen. Well, we've got to keep our focus on God because as soon as we start getting our eyes fixated on the things of this world, that's when we get into the fear, the anxiety, the depression. Look what's happened to people the last three years. It's very easy for people to slink into that frustration, that oppression, depression, looking at their circumstances and not doing well, being in a rut. Well, it's it it does become it does become a rot because people become, uh, if you will, absorbed, involved, too much involved with the things that are happening around us. You know, if people are not careful, they will take their eyes off of the price which is Jesus Christ, and that is what the enemy wants. The enemy wants us to take our eyes off of Jesus Christ, off of the price. I have been shown many things, Sheila. I mean, I have been on your show many times before. And uh, one of the experiences I had many years, this was years ago, I saw the coming of the Lord. I saw the coming of the Lord in a bright glory cloud. And when he was, when he was getting closer, I was, I was standing on this platform, and I was trying to warn the people to keep their eyes on him not to be focused on the stuff that is going around them, not to worry because everybody that I saw in this vision I had, everybody I saw was concerned, worried, discouraged, uh, things that were happening around them. I saw them. I saw them. They were all looking around. They were all on their, on their iPhones, on their on their computers, and they were, they were talking to each other, and they were just not paying attention to the coming of the Lord, they were not focused on him. And I tried to warn them. I tried to, I really tried very hard to warn the people to listen. Please get their eyes on Jesus and lift their hands up, be in an attitude of worship, and be prepared because the glory cloud was coming. The the Lord was getting closer. They They wouldn't listen. They would not listen. And this is exactly what is happening right now. All these troubles and all these problems and all these things going on right now, which are bad and they're real and they're causing a lot of problems in the in the world and it's causing a lot of a lot of pain. Look at the price of gas. Look at what is going on with the baby fo- uh, baby food formula and with the I mean uh, all the other food items and, and things and look at everything that's going on. How they're they're trying to squash the freedom of the people. This is really, really bad. And so the people are concerned and with reason. You know, we all know these things are happening. These things are bad and they're going to get worse. But you have to keep your eyes on the Lord because if you don't, 
Keep your eyes on the Lord Jesus Christ. You're going to be caught unawares. Remember what the scripture says, that that day will cut, will come unawares, and many people are just not going to be ready. And so we have to continue to fight. We have to continue to fight. With one hand, we fight. The other hand, we do the kingdom of God. We build the kingdom of God like in the book of Nehemiah. The book of Nehemiah, Nehemiah, his workers and his warriors, with one hand, they were building the wall. And with the other hand, they had a sword to defend and to fight the enemy. And all the time, there were even people of their own, you know, like uh, Tobiah and Sambala uh, were just uh, coming against them. People that were supposed to be on their side coming against them. This is happening today as well. So none of these things should uh, should shock us. It just should remind us that uh, the, the Word of God is fulfilling itself over and over again. And we are going to win this thing in the end, but not in the way that people think. Absolutely. And it's important right now, Augusto, when we're entering this very interesting seasons where believers are really going to need to walk in the power and authority of God's kingdom. This is this is a must at this time, isn't it? it well, it is. It is important. In our teaching series, Your Kingdom Come, we have been teaching and talking about uh, walking in the supernatural. We have to live in the supernatural. We have to make this supernatural living a lifestyle. It's not something that we do for a while or for a moment or for a day. It's something we have to do as a lifestyle. We have to live supernaturally as a lifestyle. And most Christians just don't get it because they have never done that. The churches don't do that. The churches don't certainly don't do that. They certainly don't even be, many don't even believe in the supernatural. So let alone live a lifestyle of the supernatural. So this is something that is alien to the people. They do not understand our authority. They do not understand our authority in Christ. They do not understand that we we are spiritual beings, okay, that have a soul and live in a body. We are spiritual, and therefore our God is a spiritual being. He's, he's a spiritual entity. He's a supernatural God. He's not a religious God. Most Christians serve a religious God. They go to a church, a religious church. They serve a religious God, and they believe a religious gospel. Everything is historical. Historical Jesus, not a resurrected Jesus. You know what happened 2,000 years ago, and you know he did that back then, but what about now? What about now? So this is the problem that we have. We have a dichotomy in the church belief system that does not reflect the way it should be. We should be more than conquerors through Christ that loved us. And we should be able to tell others about supernatural uh, provisions and supernatural encounters that we have had uh, in recent times, just like I shared with you what happened to me just in this recent trip to Miami. Every child of God should should have events like that happening in your life all the time. And, uh, you know, how the Lord intervened, how the Lord, uh, you know, protected you, how the Lord healed you, how the Lord delivered you, how the Lord used you to deliver somebody, how the Lord used you to heal somebody. This should be a lifestyle for believers, but it isn't. And it isn't because the paradigm mindset of the church is not there. 
It's not there. So, you know, for those of uh, of us that are awake, that are uh, that uh, want to learn, that want to walk in authority, that want to walk in the supernatural, that want to walk in the power of God, we have to listen to the teachings that encourage that. We have to listen to those that model that. We have to be able to replicate that in our lives, okay? And this is this is how we this is how we teach people, Sheila, this is how we disciple them, okay? I do things, right? I do things and the people watch. Then I do things with the people and let them do things as I am watching. And then I let them do it themselves. They go you you go on and do it. And this is what we did in this last uh, conference we did. And uh, you know we have we we have people in the, that follow us in the ministry. They're casting out demons. They are healing the sick. They are baptizing others. This is the way it should be. This is not about a one man a one man show or one person show. This is the the body of Christ should be activated and should be released, trained and released to do the works of the kingdom. What is so strange about that? You see, this should not be strange. This should be the norm, but because of the condition of the church. And so people are not used to the supernatural. They're not used to walking in authority. To them, it is unusual when, in fact, it should be normal. Sheila, it should be as normal to us Christians as breathing. And I think that's the big thing there. It's real. It was within them. He taught them how to manifest it in the earth. And it's so if we're not seeing that and we're not looking at that and we're not experiencing that, the kingdom come, thy will be done. God's kingdom is real and it's within us to be able to manifest it on the earth, Augusto. And that's just not a reality for Christians today. No, no, no. They can't, they, they can't manifest what they don't have. You see, you, you have to have it first inside of you. You have to have it inside of you. How many Christian believers can truly say that they are filled with the Holy Spirit. So we have to start there. We have to start at the beginning. So people have to be filled with the Holy Spirit, okay? The Bible says in the the Holy Spirit came and filled filled them all in the house, and the house shook. We have to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And then once we are filled with the Holy Spirit, and if you don't if you don't know how to be filled with the Holy Spirit, we have teachings. We have teachings on our website there. I did a whole series on that, on the on Welcome Holy Spirit, particularly lesson number nine. I teach the people about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I tell them what to do. I show them how to go about it. People have been filled with the Holy Spirit, just listening to that. So it is not that difficult. So you have to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Don't think about it as some maybe someday in the future, if I have time. No, no. You got to do this now, yesterday. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. And then secondly, once you're filled with the Holy Spirit, then you have to understand that you have been given a, uh, if you will, a command to go. He said, go and preach the gospel to every creature. Cast out devils, heal the sick, raise the dead. He's already given the command. What other command are you waiting for? So if you are filled with the Holy Spirit, then the next thing is go, go and go preach the gospel of the kingdom. And that is the other thing, Sheila. There is a difference between the gospel of the kingdom and the gospel that is preached today in the Western society. The gospel that is preached in the West 
is not the gospel of the kingdom. It's another gospel, okay? It's another gospel that the apostle Paul talked about in the book of Galatians when he told them, you have been preached another gospel. The gospel that Jesus preached and that the apostles preached is the gospel of the kingdom. And what is that, Augusto? What is the gospel of the kingdom? Preach with power and authority, cast out devils, heal the sick, raise the dead, and get people saved, get people filled with the Holy Spirit, and then disciple them to do the same. And those that get discipled to do the same, then they disciple others to do the same. That is the kingdom. That is the gospel of the kingdom. Is that what, is that what people are being taught in the churches today? I think not. And this, this is the reason why we are seeing the condition that we are seeing in the churches. I'm not tearing down the churches. I mean, I wish every church out there, I really, I really wish with all my heart, I wish that every church out there that maybe listens to this program would get on fire and start preaching the gospel of the kingdom. I want all of the pastors to start preaching the gospel of the kingdom. I want all the churches to start getting on fire and start going out there and evangelizing. I mean, the sad thing about this whole thing is that the churches today, 90% of the people in those churches are not born-again believers. They are people that have come from other churches and other denominations and then fill that church. And then when that they're dissatisfied with that one, they go to another one. This is, this is what the church is. What kind of church is that? The church is supposed to be made up of brand-new born-again people. That's how you that's how you grow in a church. You don't grow a church by people coming over from other denominations and other churches. That is an anomaly. That is that is not healthy. That's not healthy at all. So what we're seeing is not it's not the right model. So I implore if, if there's a pastor out there and you're listening, I reason with you. Get started and preach the gospel of the kingdom. And if you don't know how, we got lots of materials there on our website. Go train yourself. Go do it. All you need is to have the desire. Be First, be filled with the Spirit. And then understand you have the authority and the power to do it. You know, you're going to have to fight. And that's the other thing, Sheila, that we don't understand. People in America live in this kind of mysticism, right? Religious mysticism that they think God is going to do everything for them. When in fact, that there is nothing further away from the truth. Never, you cannot find that never anywhere in the Word of God. The Word of God always speaks about doing what He shows us to do, doing something. There has to be action. There has to be some action. And then that action, when you focus it on something that the Lord has shown you, not something that you want to focus, but what he has told you to do. And then he's going to take us from glory to glory. We read in the Bible, the children of Israel, they experienced victory after victory. They conquered one enemy after the other. Why was that? Because they were following the word of the Lord. They were following his will. They were doing what he told them to do. And so when they did what he told them to do, he would fight for them. He will fight for us and he will guide us. And so there are times when we have to pause and we just have to listen to him. And if he does not give us a green light, if it is not something that he laid on our heart and he's wanting us to pursue and do, we need to just, you know, lay it aside, lay it down, lay it down. Maybe it is only for a while. Maybe it is only until next season or maybe it is for good. So whichever it is, we have to trust him. 
he knows best. Father knows best. And so this is this is what the scripture talks about, about walking in the spirit and not in the flesh. This is exactly what the book of Romans talks about when it says, we have now entered into our rest and uh, we have stopped our own labors. We have stopped from endeavoring in our own labors. So we, are, we have entered into the rest. And then he talks about how the children of Israel never entered into the rest. They never entered into the promised land because of their unbelief. They were in the flesh. They were in the unbelief. And they did not have the faith. So we many times make the same mistake. We commit the same sin that they did because we have not entered into our rest. And sometimes... We want to, you know, we in the flesh, we, we want to do this, we want to do that, and we think this is going to, and some of those things may work, some of those things may be okay, but what does the Spirit say? You know, sometimes we try to do so much more, and we get less results, we get less harvest, we get less back, and yet we are doing so much more. And uh, I have uh, learned that lesson well, but that's me, you know, uh, each person has to learn these lessons on their own. Because another thing that I have learned is that no one is going to learn by another man's experience. <laughs> it's got to be personal. Praise God. Exactly right. It's got to be a personal thing. Augusto, in the last part of the show, I'd love you to pray for the folks that are listening right now. I know a lot of people are going through some pretty tremendous storms. Just take it wherever you want as far as prayer, Augusto. Sure. Father dear, we just thank you so much for allowing us to be in this program, Lord. Lord, we ask that you bless this program, bless this platform, bless this ministry. Lord, there has been a lot of work here through the years. And Father, we just ask that you will bless and multiply the fruit of her labor. And all those listeners, Father, that are there listening to this program, Father, there are those there that have been struggling. They have been going through seasons of drought, seasons of pain, seasons of turmoil, seasons of sickness, seasons of loss. Some have lost their jobs. Some have lost their business. Some have lost a loved one. Some have lost their desire to live because of all the attacks of the enemy and all the continuous assaults on their lives and on their souls and on their bodies. If you're depressed, if you're discouraged, I'm going to pray for you right now for the Lord to break those shackles. You've got to give these things to Jesus. You cannot carry those burdens. You cannot carry those things. you got to forgive. We all have been hurt. We are going to continue to be hurt. You've got to forgive. We have to walk a, a walk of forgiveness. So, Father, in Jesus' name, we just bring you all of these people that are listening. Father, we just ask that you would heal these people of their infirmities, heal their soul, or their soul is, is, is sick, and uh, they, are, they are discouraged, they are depressed, they are full of uh, bitterness, they are full of all these ungodly things, unforgiveness. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you reason with them, Lord, and they are able to let go of these things. 
We break the shackles of depression. We break the yoke of oppression. We break the root of bitterness. We break that bondage over your lives in the name of Jesus. We take authority over that root of bitterness and we say, die off. And right now, if you're listening and you got bitterness in you, release it to the Lord. Lord, take it. I don't want this bitterness. I forgive this other individual and this other one. Forgive them. Let it go. Father, we just take authority over every spirit of depression and discouragement in Jesus' name. We say, let the people go in Jesus' name. And we release the anointing of the Holy Ghost. The anointing breaks the yoke in Jesus' name. We send forth the spirit of healing the spirit of restoration, the spirit of life, the spirit of joy into your life. Receive it now in Jesus' name. Receive the Holy Spirit in you. Receive the fullness of the Holy Spirit. Receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Be filled with joy. Be filled with His peace. Be filled with His presence. Be filled with His shalom. And Father, we ask that you fill your people with your presence. We ask, Father, that you fill your people with your Holy Spirit. We ask you, Father, that you just release your people from all of these things. And Lord, just send them, Lord. Send them now, Lord, to do the work, Lord, of the kingdom with signs following in the name of Jesus Christ. And those of you that have loved ones that are not saved, that you have children that are not saved, I say to you, the backsliders are coming back. The prodigals are coming back to the Lord. Be aware of that. Believe in that and be praying for that because he is going to do that. And when that happens, it's going to be a joyous moment. And it's going to happen in ways that you do not understand and at times that you do not expect. I ask that you would place them in the palm of your hand so that they are not, Lord, hurt through all the things that are coming. And Father, let them know to stay there on the palm of your hand, not to get off, not to try to get out of there, of that place of safety where you're going to place them. Surround them with your love, Lord. Surround them with your angelic host. Surround them, Lord, with your presence, Father. Speak to them, Lord. Let them be able to hear your voice and let them, more importantly, obey your voice. Let them draw near to you. Let them consider your word. Let them consider, Lord, how much you have loved us. And let them understand the depth and the width and the height of your love for us. You are truth. And when someone rejects truth, they are rejecting you. Truth is a person. Truth overpowers evil. Truth never fails, just like love never fails. Truth always triumphs over lies. And so cause your people to have a passion and a love of the truth, that they will become so sensitive to truth, spiritual truths, that when they hear it, their innermost being, their spirit man, will know it, and they will hearken unto it. When they hear revelation, they will be perceptive, and they will be receptive to the revelation, and then they will apply it, and they will be activated in their calling, because you have called each and every one of your people in these end times to do a specific thing, a specific task in a specific place. And Father, we pray for the people in Canada, the precious people there in Canada that are suffering the tyrannical boot of the oppressors, cause there to be, Lord, a change.
cause there to be a resistance, cause there to be, Lord, an awakening in the people in America, cause the people to come awakened to the truth so that they no more have a veil over their eyes. And when they become awakened to the truth, Father, let them act on it, because when they act on that truth, it will become an unstoppable force that no evil can stop, and the truth shall make them free. You out there, receive the truth, and the truth will make you free. And he whom the Lord makes free is free indeed. Praise his name forever. Thank you, Father. We bless the people, and we bless Sheila, and we bless her program, Lord. Bless her mighty Lord. May your comfort be with her and all those listeners that support her. All you people out there, support Sheila. This is fertile soil. She really does provide a lot of ministry to God's lambs out there. So do as the Lord lays on your heart, okay? And he will bless you. Praise God. Amen for that. Very quickly, I to take one minute and give the people that are new where they can check out your shows and how they can tune into you. Sure. Thank you, Sheila. It's The Appearance. That's T-H-E-A-P-P-E-A-R-A-N-C-E. Theappearance.com. That is our website. It's all there. Just follow the tabs. We have a tab that has the radio shows. You go there. It has all the radio shows that we do. Just follow the instructions, and it's all there. If you want to subscribe, click on the contact button, newsletter, and we will send you our newsletters, uh, prophetic updates, etc. Excellent. Thank you so much for coming back on the program, Augusto. Thank you for having me, Sheila. Always a pleasure. Folks, that was Augusto Perez theappearance.com. The information is linked below. Go check out his handiwork and reach out to Augusto and let him know you heard him on the program. He took the time out of his busy schedule to bless my listeners. I'd really appreciate you. Reach out to him, let him know. And also, it's really important to share these programs as well, folks. We are on Facebook and Twitter at Real Sheila Z on both of those. All the shows get posted up there. And I really want to encourage you to go right now and subscribe to me on Telegram, the Sheila Zelensky Network on Telegram. YouTube just flagged the last video, so it looks like they might be taking down our backup channels. This is the third and final channel that we're going to attempt, so let's see how that goes. You can go to SheilaZelinsky.com, and if you go to the Listen page, you can find a variety of ways to listen. Make sure you are subscribed to the podcast and to Rumble as a backup, because you know what they did to our last two channels. All the information for the show is linked below in the description. Thank you so much for tuning into the program. Good night and God bless you.